This is the Transcend Human Podcast, a weekly show where we learn what it means to rise above the human condition. We hope the conversation today is just what you need for the week ahead. Yes, friends, here we go. Transcend Human Podcast. Great to be with you. December 7th, 2023. So why not Monday? I don't know. Maybe some of what we talk about will help explain why I'm coming to you today on a Thursday, December 7th, 2023. So welcome back. Um, since our last episode, we celebrated Thanksgiving, at least in this country. Uh, I hope everyone had a great time with friends and family. Uh, in the last episode, I think I referred to it as the forgotten holiday, but hopefully we did a good job at keeping it alive this year. I think the turkey is still wearing off on some level, which is a really good segue into our uh, minute of transparency. Uh, but first, before we get to that, whew, I just need to vent for a minute. Have you ever had one of those days, weeks, or months where the entire world seemed to be against you? Where everything you did just fell flat? Where there were never enough hours in the day, things that could go wrong did go wrong, in fact, one after the other, um, where you had so many plates spinning that you literally couldn't keep all of them spinning. Yeah, it's been one of those for me and for my family. So I had this podcast written, it feels like weeks ago, but I just could not find the time in there to get it recorded. And I really wanted to record this one so badly because this is our season finale. And I really, I really wanted to do this and get it out there but there's just too many things leading to too little energy, right? Too little energy and emotional energy or capacity to even think about recording the podcast. What happened, you asked? Well, let me start on December 1st. <laughs> so here we are seven days into December, and those are seven days I wish I could trade in for a whole new set of days. It all started with my daughter, my oldest daughter, getting into an accident in San Diego um, some older gentleman ran into the back of her. Apparently it was his third accident in recent days. In fact, he told my daughter he probably should have his driver's license pulled at this point. Not a good sign. So my daughter's car is a little bit older, but it's still really nice, really good condition. Um, so we just assumed, you know, that they would go ahead and repair it. No, of course not. The insurance company totaled it out. And this is the dilemma, right? So now my daughter has to find another used car to replace the really nice used car that she was driving. And it's not going to be easy with the way that used car prices are these days. And so that's going to be a struggle. Uh, during this time, my work is just ramping up, right? There's so much to get done before the holidays. Uh, then one of our bigger clients signed a, a contract and really wanted us on site before the holidays hit. So I had to rush and book flights, which is one of my least favorite things in the world to do, booking travel. Um, and, you know, because it was last minute, I will be in Orlando for three days next week instead of being at home. Um, I also have a few freelance clients that I still kind of work with. And of course, each one of these decides that this is the week when everything has to get done. Um, even some of them after being silent for months straight, right? It just all hit at the same time. 
Next up, my son has to get his 1992 Mazda Miata smog checked uh, in order to pay the registration. 1992. Yes, you heard that correctly. That's a 30-year-old car. Uh, so we take it in, and of course it fails. Exhaust leak. We come home, we take it apart, and learn that there's an entire bolt missing. Not a bolt, of course, that we had messed with. A bolt that the auto mechanic um, had installed when he had installed the uh, catalytic converter on this car. But it was gone, nonetheless. And so we had to, you know, jack it up and we had to find new hardware, which is surprisingly difficult to find the right kind of hardware to replace a, uh, a muffler. And we also had to find gaskets and all that kind of stuff. Finally got it put back together. So the next step is now to see if we actually fix the problem or if we get to do it all over again. And all of that in December, right? And what are you supposed to be doing in December? Well, for me, I'm supposed to be looking for birthday presents for my wife and Christmas presents for the people in my life who are important to me. So there you have it. The holidays come with an added layer of stress, but this is crazy town. Now I know, right? Many, many of these things are first world problems and nothing compared to what other people around the world are going through. And I'm trying to think that way, right? I'm trying to think along those lines. Otherwise, I'm just going to become a bitter old man <laughs> drowning under a level of stress that I just can't manage. But that's enough of that. Enough venting. Uh, let's dive into our minute of transparency. Put up or shut up. So what is the one thing that you're sure to hear people talk about over the holidays? Calories, gaining weight, clothing feeling a bit tighter than normal. Again, this is the tie-in to my original conversation about Thanksgiving and the pants feeling just a little bit tighter than they should. Why? Because we slow down, we eat more, we exercise less, and that takes a toll on our bodies. For me, it's not just the holidays. It's the culmination of past days, uh, or maybe the past few years, I don't know, doing less, sitting more, slowly losing that muscle tone that I enjoyed for most of my life. Now, when I look back, I've always been an active, healthy, athletic kind of a person. From the elementary years, running around the neighborhood, riding BMX bikes, to when we moved to Wyoming, hiking, camping, fishing, all that kind of stuff. Um, I played baseball from a very young age, all the way up through age 15. Um, I played every sport I could possibly play in high school and college, rock climbing, snowboarding, scuba diving. Um, and whenever I wasn't doing something like that, I was typically playing tennis or running or working out. It was just a lifestyle back then. It was my way of life. But as it typically goes, that's because I had a lot of free time right? When you're in school and your schedule is pretty open, you have fewer responsibilities, you have big chunks of time off for holidays or summer break. But at some point you leave college and all of that starts to change, right? You enter the workforce and you get the obligatory two weeks off per year and your whole world just changes. From then on, it's a constant battle to keep exercise in your life or to get away from it. For me, I eventually just stopped doing all the things. During the early years when we had three young kids, it was all consuming. All the things, right? From school events to coaching the kids to travel sports, 
all the traveling on the weekends and practice every other night. Um, I just stopped taking care of myself, which led to me, uh, having some issues in my mid thirties, right? High cholesterol, lower back problems. Now those aren't a hundred percent related to a lack of exercise, but it never hurts to be active for sure. At some point I decided to get back into ice hockey, played in a men's league for a little while. Then I stopped doing that. Then I took up walking and running for a while. Then I stopped doing that. I still remember talking about that a little bit on the podcast a few years ago. And then I went through this chaos, um, with my family of looking for another home and having to move from Irvine to Corona. And so now here I am sitting in our Corona house, wondering what's next. At this point, I know I need to get back into some form of exercise. So here's my plan so far. I've decided to start working out again. When we moved to California, I literally gave all of my weights to a friend. My, my benches, my, you know, uh, Olympic bar, my Olympic plates, um, chin up bar. I, I can't even remember all the stuff I had, but I just gave it away and we moved. So I'll need to get some of that basic stuff back in order to make this happen probably throw it in the garage, try to work out in the garage every now and then. Um, and then also get some cardio. I haven't really thought about that lately, but, um, we'll have to think that through. So why not just go to a gym, right? I don't know. I'm just not that guy. I'm just not into the gym scene. Definitely not a CrossFit guy. Don't worry. I'm not going to start posting my reps on Instagram talking about the best protein powders, things like that. I just know that I need to do something to help build back some of that core muscle structure, which should make me feel better, right? I mean, hopefully it'll allow me to walk up the stairs without getting winded. Um, hopefully it'll let me pick up moderately heavy objects without always pulling something in my arm or neck. So there you go. That's my state of mental health and actual health right now. Sort of strange that I'm talking about it in November or now early December, right? Uh, most people start talking about this stuff in January, right? It's typically a new year's resolution after they've gained the 10 to 15 pounds throughout the entire holidays. But for me, it's not really about that. It's, it's more about me reaching the point where I either need to put up or shut up. Now today's topic has nothing to do with weights or weight training. So let's just dive in topic for today, transcending seasons. And yes, this is season four finale. So chapter one, a look back. Chapter two, a look around. And chapter three, a look ahead. Chapter one, a look back. So can you believe we've been at this for four years? Since January 2020, 175 episodes. That just blows my mind. But I thought it might be fun to reminisce about the podcast where it came from and where we've been. So some of you who've been around since the beginning will probably view this as like a recap or a summary. But for those of you who have joined along the way, this might be your first time hearing any of this. So I'll start by saying I never saw myself doing a podcast, mostly because I consider myself a writer, not a writer by trade. I mean, I'm currently working in the tech industry and not in the sense that you could go into a Barnes and Noble and purchase one of my books because I'm not published. But still, I fancy myself a writer. Why? Because I write. Now, there are things that you forget about your past. So Tammy and I were just talking about this the other day. 
how there were people you hung out with and there were things that you did and places you went. And our brains take many of those memories and they just, it just locks them away in some dusty old garage for safekeeping. The problem is the old phrase out of sight, out of mind is par for the course. The memories are there, but we don't remember them, right? We can't think back and just have them immediately come to mind. In order to remember something, you either have to try and think really hard about a specific time in your life, you you know, and use those other reference points to help unearth that memory, or someone or something has to jog your memory in order for that memory to come flooding back. But either way, when that memory shows up, it's bright and it's clear, like it was there the whole time. I love the way that this is visualized in the Harry Potter series. The movie makes it very clear that memories can be forgotten. People often remove memories with magic and they place them in these little vials for safekeeping. They could be categorized and then viewed later by that person or even by other people using a device called a pensive. Toward the end of the series, Professor Snape is injured and is about to succumb to his wounds, but just before he does, he forces out a few tears which Harry is able to capture in a vial. Later, he views those memories by placing them in the pensive. Now, if you've never watched the Harry Potter series, this makes no sense. But the visualization is so true to our life experience, how memories come and go, and at times seem locked behind a door that we just can't open. All that to say, that's the way that writing was for me. I knew it was something that I loved to do because I felt it in my bones, but I couldn't really explain why. I didn't go to school for it, and I couldn't recall spending a great deal of time doing it. But I still felt like it was part of me, like something it was, there was something I was supposed to do with it. I did a fair amount of writing in college, then a whole lot more in grad school, but this was all academic writing, right? Papers on sociological concepts and clinical practice. Then in 2001, While working in the mental health field, I wrote about my growing frustration with the field, and that became a complete manuscript that we've walked through on this podcast called Controversy Theory. It was my way of working through two sides of myself, the Christian or spiritual side, and then the psychology or the clinical practice side. Two things that I was taught had to be kept separated. And yet in my career as a clinician, I couldn't help but see that one without the other always fell short. And it was in this process of writing this book that I started recalling memories, memories of me writing back in high school. I was able to picture myself sitting in my dorm room, visualizing characters and settings and writing them down. I recalled short stories, simple scenes, and even poetry. So I started looking around for tangible proof. I went through old boxes that I had in storage, and sure enough, I found old notebooks and loose-leaf paper with evidence that I had created those things. And in doing so, something clicked. Holding a physical piece of paper with my own handwriting on it made it feel real. It solidified it in some way for me. I'm a writer. I don't care what other people say. (laughs) I'm a writer. And that's the way I was feeling in 2011 when I had my first big idea. Now, the only way that I can describe what a big idea is, is by doing this. So I'm assuming it's the way JK Rowling felt when she saw Harry Potter in her mind's eye for the first time. 
or the way J.R.R. Tolkien felt when he first visualized Middle Earth for the Lord of the Rings trilogy, or the way Tom Clancy felt when he came up with the Jack Ryan character, or Robert Ludlum's character Jason Bourne, or Ian Fleming's character James Bond, 007. I had that moment in 2011. I remember it like it was yesterday. I'm pretty sure I had a little too much to drink that evening and I passed out. I woke up the next morning and I had an entire story downloaded into my brain. Literally an epic novel or a trilogy complete with characters, settings, plots, and details that would take years to unpack. How? Why? I don't know. I just woke up and the entire thing was there in my brain. So I started down that path. I started researching and I started writing whenever I could find spare time. I got four to five chapters in and then I stopped. Can't really remember why, but my guess is that life got in the way. I remember doing a bit more work on it in 2016, but to this day it sits unfinished, an idea waiting to be realized. Fast forward to 2019, I'm feeling pretty depressed by the fact that I still haven't anything to show for my big idea. And that's when another idea took root. I thought, what if I went back to controversy theory and dusted it off? Maybe I could rework it and then I could get it published. But that seemed too boring. Then around that time, another concept kept coming up. I was thinking a lot about the human condition and how we could rise above that human condition or how we could transcend it, right? I started thinking along these lines and it began to, I began to view the world through that filter. In fact, it was happening so often that in November of 2019, I made the decision that I was going to start blogging again. I was going to write some short articles, short stories, things like that on this whole idea that we can transcend the human condition or for short, transcend human. So I began writing, but as I did, I kept hearing this voice that said, you know, this content is really better suited for a podcast. I just laughed audibly because I'm a pretty introverted guy, as most writers are, I think. And the thought of talking or being on video even was not a pleasant one, but the thought just kept nagging me. So at some point I caved and in January, 2020, I launched the Transcend Human podcast. The original idea was to do short weekly episodes on felt need topics like mental health, anger, stress, happiness, basic human stuff that we all struggle with. And that's what the first 10 episodes were probably like. But then I realized something. The episodes I was writing sounded a lot like content from Controversy Theory. So I decided to just walk through that old manuscript directly on the podcast. So episodes 11 to 27 were dedicated to that one episode for each chapter in the book. From there, I dove back into the one-off felt need topics, right? But with a new strategy. From that point on, every episode started with some variation of the word transcend, transcending, transcendent. And we did that for a while. Then at some point, Tammy chimed in and said, you know, the podcast would be so much more helpful if I was on it. <laughs> okay, that isn't exactly what she said. But what she did say is that she recommended that we do a series on parenting. And she agreed to do it with me. So in the fall of 2021, episodes 77 to 87, we did the Transcendent Parenting Series. 
I had a blast recording these with Tammy, and we even interviewed our kids at the end of the series. So Tammy and I collaborated on a few more episodes. We call them Transcending Stories, which was a series documenting our journey as foster parents. Um, But those were pretty sporadic. So then we went back to one-off episodes again for a while. Then came the Conscience Driven Therapy series in 2022, episodes 97 to 106. The following, it's really the follow-up book to Controversy Theory. The series basically documents how you could practice therapy based on the ideas presented in Controversy Theory. Uh, It turned out to be a pretty niche thing, a series that most people would find boring. But at the end of the day, it's a self-help strategy, right? So people should be able to take the ideas and the concepts and use them to level up in their own life, avoiding some of the obvious pitfalls that we face in everyday life. But I digress. Back to the one-offs again. Then in the fall of 2022, uh, I explored the world of deconstruction in the series called Transcendent, Transcendent Deconstruction, episodes 127 to 131. Partly because I came to the understanding that I was probably going through a series of deconstruction in my own life. And partly because it was a buzzword that I was hearing more and more and more on social media. So I really wanted to walk through it on the podcast, not only for my own good, but to just have that conversation with the audience. After that, back to one-off episodes and then the unthinkable. I decided to do a series on the end of time, something I never saw myself doing in part because of the energy that people have behind the topic and in part because I know my own view on the topic and that it's somewhat unique, right? Far from the popular interpretation, if you will. So earlier this year, we walked through Transcending Eschatology, episodes 157 to 170. And that's it. That basically catches us up. We've done a few one-off episodes since then. And now here we are at the end of season four. Chapter two, a look around. So this chapter is really meant to focus on what's going on right here and right now. Not where we've been, not where we're going, but what's happening literally right here, right now at this point in time. But when I look at my life right here and now, I can't help but tie it all back to the beginning of this podcast and what happened literally days after it started. Back in January of 2020, you guessed it, the first cases of COVID-19 which led to more cases, which led to a global pandemic, right? We all know this. We've all lived through it. And it's those two things that really influence how I'm experiencing life right here and now. First, the podcast, because it's the outward reflection of something that changed inside of me, a new worldview, a new filter through which I was able to run things that came at me. The concept of transcending the human condition meant something to me in 2019, but it became something altogether different in 2020 when COVID took over the world. As if putting me to the test almost, right? Like saying, you said you wanted to transcend human, right? (laughs) Well, hold on to your butts because here we go. And then the second thing obviously is the COVID-19 pandemic. This goes without saying, we've all walked through it. Numerous times, numerous ways, right? All of the changes that we endured and the changes that our society endured, the anger, the racism, the division, the polarization, the political craziness, a complete change in the way people work. Many of us still working remote, 
as a byproduct of the pandemic. And an increased group of people choosing to no longer identify with the church, right? The whole deconstruction thing we talked about, people deconstructing their faith or deconstructing their religion due to some of the changes that are at work in the world. Now, when I say that these two things have a direct impact on who I am and how I view the world right now, I mean it. I wake up every day feeling different than I felt in 2019. It's a more restricted, negative, helpless, sarcastic life, given the things that we've been through. And part of the problem is that our country specifically, I can't speak for others around the world, but our country specifically did nothing to help us heal from the things that we experienced during the pandemic, right? It wasn't like post 9-11 when the entire country kind of rallied around each other, right? Almost feeling stronger after it happened about being an American and about showing our support for New York City by wearing NYPD and NYFD shirts and hats. No, in recent years, the country has deteriorated into something altogether different. Instead of rallying people to work together and support each other, our differences have been exploited. The right making the left look like socialists and communists and the left making the right out to be Christian nationalists, only interested in a totalitarian theocracy. Not to mention the dysfunction that exists in Washington with the whole Speaker of the House fiasco, George Santos being charged with conspiracy, wire fraud, false statements, falsification of records, aggravated identity theft and credit card fraud. Just one example of the types of behaviors that we see in Congress right now. And that's just in our country, right? Looking outside, we see China threatening Taiwan, Russia invading Ukraine, and we see the war between Israel and Hamas. Now, of course, there have always been skirmishes like this throughout time, but these are all being globally televised every night so that we can see how devastating they really are. Innocent people caught in the crossfire as governments and terrorist organizations jockey for power. If you're like me, it feels like there is no letting up no timeouts, no pit stops, right? The world just keeps adding one crazy situation on top of the previous one. At some point, it's like, I give up. There's nothing at this point that surprises me. I believe it's called compassion fatigue, right? It's basically a loss of feeling due to being overwhelmed by numerous negative life events. Having to feel empathy and feel compassion for people so much that eventually you just become numb either in your own life or in the life of those around you or in the world at large. You get to a place where you just throw up your hands and say, I can't care about all of the things. There are just too many. My wife often brings it back to media, right? Television, social media, mobile apps, etc., etc. The fact that everything going on in the world right now is visible and it's at our fingertips. Her assertion is that this stuff has probably been going on all along. We just didn't have access to it. And on some level, I agree, right? All we have to do is read through the history books and see that there were pandemics before COVID. There's always been war. People have always been ruthless. There have been genocides. There have been natural disasters way bigger than anything we've seen in the last five years. But we tend to forget this, right? Because They are only documented as words on pages in dusty old books. For many of these events, we don't even have video footage, but not so today. We get it all in 4K vivid video, 
right? Play by play as reporters in Israel and Gaza record the war and keep us up to date on every little thing. Good on the one hand, because war crimes can be documented, but bad at the same time, because the world is just becoming desensitized to the chaos and the cruelty that people can inflict, inflict on each other. So back to the point. This chapter was meant to be more of a summary of where we are right now at this point in time. And I spent a big chunk of it describing the world through my lens, right through my filter. As all of this comes at me, I'm trying to find ways to transcend it, not ignore it, not block it out as if it's not happening, but asking myself if I'm truly going to live the transcend human lifestyle, what is my role? What should my response be? What is the transcendent quality that I can bring to every situation so I'm rising above the societal average or where society sets the bar, which is typically pretty low? (laughs) How can I take the high road and not just take the easy way out? So that's where I find myself, friends. But what about you? Are you similar to me? Right? Is this where you're at? Is this when you look at the world around you? Is this what it looks like when you look out your window? Or do you have a different experience? I'd love to hear from you if you do. I know there isn't a lot of interaction on podcasts, right? The only real way to have an open-eyed dialogue is for people to send in comments or questions so I could address them or talk about them on future episodes. So if you feel strongly about this and have something to say or something you want to share, please do. Send your feedback or questions to info at transcendhuman.com. Or If you forget the email address, you can always just go to the website, transcendhuman.com, and find ways to connect with me there. I'd love to get a feel for where people are at right now because I know my view isn't exactly what everyone else's view is. It's not even the most popular. I'm just one person trying to proactively plan for the things the world keeps throwing at me. Chapter 3, A Look Ahead. So we've been all over the place today, right? We started with the Transcend Human backstory, and we walked through the podcast from the first episode to today. Then I went on a tangent about the world around us and how the past few years have really done a number on me and possibly the world at large. But what about the future? One year from now, two years, five years, 10 years from now? Well, let me just start by saying that I'm not a prophet and I don't know what the future holds. Uh, We just did a series on eschatology, not because I think the end is right around the corner, but because with everything going on in the world, more and more things are falling into place, thereby making the conditions more presentable or better that the end could occur. Small difference, but a pretty big one when you think about it. Basically, reading the Bible to get an idea of what it will be like at the end of time. Then, based on that image, looking around at our world and saying, Either no, it doesn't look like that at all, or yes, actually, it's really starting to look a lot like that. And when things start to match the biblical description about the end of time, you should really start to take notice. Again, it doesn't mean that it's going to happen tomorrow, but it also means we're closer than we were 10 years ago. Now, this is something that I've always struggled with. I can still remember my mom and dad talking to us kids about prophecy, about the end of time. And they told us that there were times when they really thought the end was near. So they studied and they prayed and they really thought that it was coming soon. Only to have years go by with nothing happening. And eventually, the tension that was there, the heat that had been turned up, dissipated. 
And for many years, my parents didn't even talk about it. They got to the place where they just didn't have the energy or see the need to live at that heightened level of sensitivity anymore. It's kind of like the boy who cried wolf, right? After crying wolf too many times with no wolf present, the villagers eventually learned to tune the boy out. And when the wolf eventually came and the boy cried out, there was nobody listening. It was kind of the same sort of feel with my parents. After the heat was turned up a few times, suggesting that the end was near and then it didn't happen, they eventually just stopped watching for it, which isn't good. If you read the boy who cried wolf story all the way to the end, you know it's not a good ending, right? But that's where I'm at as well. I felt that same heat being turned up when 9-11 happened, and then everything went back to normal. And now we're feeling that same heat cranked back up thanks to COVID, our political climate, and the wars in the world. But will everything just go back to normal this time as well? Will things just calm down and the world become peaceful again, allowing another generation or two to be born and live life before the next big thing happens, before the heat goes back up again? And how long will the world cry wolf before the wolf actually shows up? This is my dilemma, right? I feel the heat and I want to take it seriously. But at the same time, I don't want to become my parents. I don't want to live this bipolar lifestyle, right? Where there's ups and downs every few years, eventually making me just lose interest altogether. Okay, so that kind of answers the future question when it comes to the world around us. Obviously, we have no control over that. All we can do is just choose to stay engaged and be ready for whatever happens. But what about the things we can control? So in my life, there are decisions that I can make that will influence my future and the futures of other people within my sphere of influence, right? Tammy and I have moved to Corona, California. That changed a lot of things. We're both planning on working at our jobs for the foreseeable future. Nothing changing there. Uh, we're now licensed as foster parents again in Riverside County. So we will most likely open back up and take a kiddo or two you know, here in the near future. And we've actually started talking about getting a cat, which funny enough, actually happened since I wrote this episode. So we do have a cat. Her name is Granger and she's sitting right here licking herself on my desk. Um, what's more adorable than that? But let's wrap this thing up with the future of Transcend Human, the future of the podcast. Uh, like I said, this is the last episode of season four and we're going to take a little break uh, for the month of December and then we'll pick back up either in January or February. But that's where our conversation needs to start because season five, what does that even look like? There are so many directions that I could go with the podcast. Some based on the content that we've addressed. For example, I could move it more toward controversy theory and conscience-driven therapy, really focusing on kind of the clinical, spiritual, self-help stuff. Or we could head toward transcendent parenting and talk a bunch more about raising kids. Or we could focus on fostering, right? Once we add these new kiddos into our home, Tammy and I could literally spend all of our time documenting that journey. Or I could use the Transcending Eschatology series as a jumping off point and continue talking about issues related to the end of time. Uh, I could transition the show to be more social, religious, or political commentary based on the Transcending Deconstruction series, right? Discussing and calling out things in our country that seem to be headed in the wrong direction. Lord knows we have enough of those podcasts already. Or we could just continue as it started, right? Just doing one-off episodes on random topics 
felt need topics that come up from time to time. See what I mean? So many options and so little time. Or we could go in a totally different direction, right? This is something that I've been thinking about for a really long time, or maybe just putting it off for a really long time. Procrastinating, if you will, because I'm nervous. I'm scared that I can't make it work. I've talked about it from time to time on the podcast. I've hinted at it. But to this day, it's still a very abstract thing, something that requires a lot of thought and planning to make happen. At the top of the episode, I made the statement that I'm a writer and that I had a big idea that never saw the light of day. And that reality has haunted me to this day. In fact, it could be one of the things that keeps me from experiencing real joy or happiness in life. Not the only thing, but definitely one of the things. The knowledge that you have this thing inside of you, dying to get out, but you just haven't put forth the effort to make it happen. I believe it impacts me and other creatives in a very profound way. Sure, I write quite a bit in order to produce this podcast, unlike other podcasters who just fire up their mics and just riff on topics or interview people without really any prep work. I have to research. I have to do a lot of reading and writing to get each of these episodes produced. Even the episodes that I called the transcendent rant, where I tried not to write out the episodes and just talk through things off the top of my head. I turned out to be mostly scripted, right? I had like this list of topics and I had a bullet list of prompts under each one so that I wouldn't miss anything that I wanted to say. But at the end of the day, it wasn't just a rant off the top of my head. I had thought it through on some level. But even with all of this writing that I'm doing, there's still an emptiness, right? Like it helps a bit, but it can't completely fill that creative hole that exists within me. Apparently, the only way to fill that hole right now for me is to write a book. And that book would most likely be a novel or some work of fiction. Every now and then, I get coffee with my friend Mike. I think I've talked about him before. He's creative like me and an aspiring writer as well. Both of us have ideas and both of us get stuck. But we both feel it, right? We both feel that pull that is within us to get our ideas out into the light. We discuss our stories, we talk through options, and we brainstorm scenes, all the while encouraging each other to take the next step in the process. And that's where I find myself. As season four comes to a close, I'm again confronted with a question. Do I just spin up season five and keep things moving, or do I stop that for a season and devote myself to writing that novel that's inside of me? I've had a front row seat to others who made it happen. I worked with a girl named Lisa DeSelm. She was a graphic designer, still is a graphic designer, who always wanted to write a fairy tale inspired story. And at some point she just decided she was gonna make it happen. She worked, she had two kids, and yet she found the time to bang out pieces of the book each and every day while her kids were sleeping. Those little bits became scenes. The scenes became chapters and eventually those chapters became a book. It's called The Puppet Master's Apprentice and you can buy it today on Amazon. At the same organization, I met Megan Church. We weren't very close, but we knew of each other, and I knew that she loved to write. At some point, Megan moved to North Carolina, and one day I saw that she had realized her dream as well. She published her first book called The Carolina Girl, The Last Carolina Girl, sorry, and recently published her second book entitled The Girls We Sent Away. Again, you can buy both of those books on Amazon. So there you go, proof that if you just put in the time and the effort, you can realize your dreams. 
all I have to do is look at Lisa and Megan for inspiration and take that next step. So what does that mean for season five of the Transcend Human podcast? At this point, you know as much as I do. (laughs) In the month of December, I'm going to literally have a come to Jesus meeting with myself or with me, myself, and I. Together, the three of us will figure it out. But we really need some time alone to reflect on what we've accomplished and where we want to go. And if we choose to dive into writing that great American novel, we will have to make a decision about the podcast. Does it stop for a season? Do the episodes drop once a month or less? Or do the episodes change and become part of the writing process? All good questions, but without answers at this point. So let's land the plane. Friends, first order of business is to thank you so much for listening to the podcast over the years, for allowing me to get all of this content off my chest. It's been cathartic, it's been energizing, and I hope you found pieces that really resonate with you along the way. I'm sad that there isn't more of an audience and that there isn't more audience participation with podcasts. At times, it just feels like a one-way street, right? Like I'm just standing up here on my soapbox, shooting content out into the interwebs and never really knowing if it lands, if at all. But like I said, there is a reason that I started Transcend Human. And even if I don't fully understand that reason, I don't regret a bit of it. I love that I got to record each and every episode. Who knows? Maybe someone out there found the podcast and it served as an encouraging word to them during a difficult season of life. Or maybe years from now when I'm long gone, my kids and grandkids will be able to go back and listen to old episodes of Grandpa's podcast. Whatever the case, thank you again for your support along the way and for joining me on the journey. Have a great holiday season, friends. We'll reconvene in January and hopefully I'll have made some decisions by then. So I love you all. And as always... Keep transcending humans.